Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Me Athlete Radio. Welcome to No Meat Athlete Radio, episode 44. This is Matt Frazier, joined as quite often by Doug Hay and a very special guest this time, Aaron Frazier, my lovely wife. Aaron, how are you doing? Good. How are you? I am excellent now that you're here. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. This is, is going to be fun. Yeah. Megan, Megan, see, this is going to be trouble. Doug, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm great. Good. All right. Ready for Thanksgiving? I'm ready. Good. Okay. So what we're going to do today is a fun thing. Uh, Doug is going to be the interviewer, Aaron is going to be the interviewee, and I'm going to be the sort of color commentary guy. So Doug will will ask some questions kind of about what Aaron does in the household, which is sort of, you know, she's like, while I work, she's kind of with the kids, which is a, a big job in itself, but she does a lot of our meal planning, a lot of the just kind of keeping the Nomad Athlete household up and running sort of stuff. So, uh, but you know, a lot to do with healthy eating and keeping the kids healthy and just managing all that. So figured we'd go into that. She'll have some good tips and uh, maybe you'll learn a funny thing or two. You ready for that? Yeah. Sounds great. And, right. and, but Aaron also does some work with Nomi Athlete, right? Yeah. She does our customer service. Some of our customer service. You dug in a lot of the uh, digital things, but Aaron does pretty much anything relating to the shirts. So if you have a Nomad Athlete shirt, then Aaron's hands have touched it. <laughs> that's right. So I think, Aaron, the first question that's probably burning on everybody's mind right now is, how do you put up with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good question. Um, you know, he's a pretty interesting guy. You know, he's, <laughs> he's got some uh, strong convictions and, and lots of great ideas, but uh, he constantly keeps things... Uh, changing in our household so uh he keeps me on my toes i have to really really keep up with with his new plans every week pretty much it changes yeah <laughs> yeah i see that so so how it works with me working for matt normally is that i come over here once or twice a week and uh we do these podcasts and we do other work and every time i come over um you know matt is behind the computer in his office which is separated from the house and aaron is running around, planting the garden, cooking dinner, you know, doing all these crazy mowing things, the lawn. mowing the lawn, <laughs> doing pretty much everything that I think that keeps this household going other than, um, you know, I guess getting a paycheck. But It's true. I feel bad because whenever you're coming over, I feel like the sink is like full of dishes all the time because <laughs> I'm constantly trying to cook something or get ready for a meal. And I'm like, oh, gosh, Doug's coming. I better try to clean it up. Yeah. <laughs> So I always apologize for her. I'm like, I'm sorry, Aaron hasn't gotten this. <laughs> I'm sorry, Doug. She's kind of slack. <laughs> no, no, it's great. It's fun uh, watching you and your two kids. Are I love both of your kids. So it's Thank that's you. fun. So you know, you've raised both of the kids vegan, or at least Holden, maybe not from the beginning, but right. Ari, um Holden became vegan when he was, um, when was it? He was two, maybe. Mm-hmm. 2012. When we moved to Asheville, I think is when he went vegan. Yeah, but he was mostly vegan. The only thing that he didn't have, or that he had in his diet that was not vegan, was we had started him on whole milk. So, but for the most part, he was vegan. And Ellery has been vegan mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Have you? Uh, how's that like when you know Holden is now in in preschool, right? Yes. Um, and then 
playing on different sports teams and everything. How has that <laughs> been for them? And It's interesting. You know, we're kind of lucky being here in Asheville because the one of the big reasons why we moved here was to kind of be in an environment that really um, – kind of fostered you know being vegan and, and we could be more comfortable and have more options um so it's been fine school's been great he goes to a school where any day that he's there for snack they make sure that he has a vegan snack and he kind of doesn't have any issue with it luckily right now um but we do notice he he played on some sports teams um this past spring and we noticed that you know the parents bring in snacks and mm-hmm. everyone gets the same snack and I mean, there were things handed to him that were not vegan, but then were also not, um, I mean, just not good for you at all. They, it wasn't even, they were just kind of, you know, colors and dyes and drinks right. and whatnot, you know. Right. Um, so in those cases, we kind of gave him a choice and just explained to him, you know, okay, this is what they're offering. This is not vegan. You can have something that's vegan. Um, and in a lot of cases, he wants to just taste it and try it. Um, and then he actually, he's four and a half now and he's making his own choice to say, okay, I tasted it. I don't want the rest of it. You know, a lot of times that or, seems to happen. Or, or yeah, I it and I want another one. He's, yeah. He's done that a lot of That's true. Too. And oh, there, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. There's sometimes where he really is like, wow, this is so good. I mean, it's, you know, junk food that we grew up on and he never really has. So it's, uh, it's tricky. It's definitely tricky. But like, him. I mean, that's important to us both that we, we just want him to make that choice for himself and we don't want to limit, you know, his childhood and say like, you can't have these certain foods because sure. we've decided that we're vegan. So all this stuff's off limits. Like, and I know some people will do that and that's fine, but we just, we just want him to have choices and to make the choices himself. And I don't know. I just like that better. He makes some interesting ones though. We were at a birthday party recently and a good friend of ours got him a vegan cupcake knowing that he was going to be there. So he not only ate the vegan cupcake, but then he followed that up with two non-vegan cupcakes as well, just because they had Ninja Turtle pictures on them and wanted to try them out. So he he tends to, you know, explore his uh, culinary taste there a lot. But it's good, you know, that way he learns and he decides, you know, what he wants Mm -hmm. as he gets older too. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I grew up in, I think most most people our age did grew up eating all those dyes and those juices that are not real juices and snack foods and everything like that. You know, now obviously there's more options available to you, but do, have you have you struggled with teaching him how to or why to eat carrots instead of I don't know gummy bears or something like that? Yeah, we talked to him about um, a lot about whole foods, and so um, you know when we're cooking, we talk about things that we're cooking with we talk about our smoothies one day i just said to him i said holden do you know what's in our smoothie and he started listing things and surprisingly he knew a lot of the things that we give him so i guess he understands why we eat whole foods um and a lot of it is very simple at his age now it's like you know this is junk food this isn't good for you this will make you stronger a good runner and Mm. he's really inspired by those types of things so we tend to pair that up together and say you know we eat this because we feel better we feel stronger and we can run faster and you know different things like that and he gets really motivated by that (laughs) which also has led to him like he looks out the window and sees people running by and if they're slow (laughs) he's like that person eats junk food (laughs) (laughs) even if they're fat he does it. That's hilarious. Yeah, and then we make. I mean, some of our meals that we make, we we kind of tend to make it into like a superhero relation. So like we make a pesto with like quinoa pasta or something, and to him that's Hulk pasta. So he's motivated to eat it, 
you know, it's healthier maybe than some other things, but you know, that makes him kind of excited about it. So we kind of make it a game, but then also try to educate as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then Ellery's what, 18 months? or Yeah. She pretty much eats anything that you would put in front of her. But she point. eats, I've been amazed. She'll just like eat any, I mean, uh, like the healthiest things and just munch on them. For... She eats salad. Yeah. Like now you give her a bowl of salad and she eats, you know, the lettuce, the carrots. She'll complain if she doesn't have cucumbers in there. You know, there's lots of different things. And I mean, Holden, we didn't really expose him to those types of things as early on as we did with Ellery. But she'll see it on my plate and she just wants it. And I mean, she eats everything you could possibly put in front of her. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Really awesome. Cool. Cool. So I want to shift a little bit. You know, obviously you're the wife of Matt Frazier, the famous no-meat athlete, <laughs> author. The star. The star, yeah, <laughs> the celebrity in, in, around these parts. You know, is it is it weird having, you know, he doesn't talk too much about his personal life and about kids and that kind of thing, but for the past several years, you know, he's had this blog that people, you know, hundreds of people, hundreds of thousands of people are reading, not just hundreds. Um, are, is it weird to have kind of your family on display like that at all? It is, but Matt, you know, Matt's been very, very careful throughout kind of the no Beat athlete history to kind of give some information about our family but not kind of put us totally out there um you know and i've kind of always been in the background there so you know being out in front and getting questioned you know right now on the podcast is kind of you know the first <laughs> time that we kind of switch things up a little bit right um it yeah. used to be a lot of that stuff like in the first six months to a year of the blog. Like I was just, the only blogs I knew about really were healthy living blogs. And mm-hmm. it was a lot of, a lot of women, especially who, many of whom have now become mommy bloggers, um, blogging about their lives and like their families and stuff. So that's, that's what I did. So if you want to see family stuff, go back to the first six months of the blog and you'll see when Holden was born and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, he wasn't born in the first six months, but the first, he was born <laughs> the first year. Yeah. But you know, in those early days is when I was writing all that stuff. And then I just sort of shifted away from that. Um, not, I mean, not that, I don't, I don't mind the family being on display like that. I mean, I guess I'm sort of private, but uh, it was more than just I, I felt like that wasn't that interesting to me to write about, and I felt like people would get a lot more out of a different approach. That was about helping people, giving information, mm-hmm. rather than just like a reality show on a blog. Right, right. There used to be a lot of pictures of you guys cooking dinner and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you are, do you do you read the post now? Do you... I do, I oh, do. Yeah. I can't, uh, no, 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 listen. <laughs> I was going to, to define that. I don't read every post like the day it comes out, uh-huh. but then I will go back and typically it's on my phone when I'm moving around the house and doing different things and I'll catch up on them, but I can't say I'm always like up to date with every exact thing that he puts on there. So You listen to every podcast though. No, I definitely don't do that. Have I'd... you heard one podcast? Yes, I have. <laughs> I totally have. And actually, I have a podcast app on my phone, and I can't remember if you put it on there or not, but I found that they were on there, so I started listening to them on there. Okay. So, and you actually downloaded one on the, uh, from when you were doing it with Heather that right. I listened to in the car as well. So, yes, I oh, do yeah. keep up on things, All but right. I do have a lot of other roles, so mm-hmm. sometimes I kind of count on Matt to keep me <laughs> more informed with things because it's kind of hard to, yeah. you know, That's stand Heather top of it all. Crosby, by the way, from Yum Universe, episode number, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> High 30s, low 40s. Yeah. No, mid, mid-30s. mid Yeah. Uh, yeah. Aaron's a big, a big Heather fan, though. Uh-huh. I definitely am. She's... She's really awesome. We've really enjoyed her book, her cookbook that she put out recently, and it's been really incredible. I just sent her a message on Facebook yesterday to say I made her a uh, heck yeah banana pancakes um, 
I made her that one recipe six times over. A six batch. Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Six batch because I was stocking up for the kids in the freezer. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so you didn't eat them all yesterday. Definitely did not <laughs> eat them all yesterday. No, I'm on a cleanse, modified cleanse right now. So I didn't get to indulge in the pancakes, but they're there waiting for me when I'm done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I make I make Katie edit all my blog posts so she reads all of them ahead of time. <laughs> oh, that's good. But that's she doesn't good. listen to the podcast. I don't know. I, I don't it. know why anybody wouldn't. I don't know either. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I, there there aren't that many perks. Oh, I guess there, there are plenty of perks to being a, a blogger. And uh, the... I thought you were going to say being married to Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too, I guess. Uh, um, you know, but one of them is certainly uh, interaction with a lot of cookbook authors and a lot of people uh, that have made careers in the healthy living and the plant-based world, um, Heather being one of them. Are there other cookbooks and other people that you've enjoyed getting to know or, or you know, using? And Yeah, I feel like recently it's been amazing in the past few months, the number of cookbooks that have come out on our doorstep, especially, which is really, really awesome for us to check out. Um, you know, Heather's book has been great. Um, Oh, she glows. Um, that's been another great cookbook. I can't remember that. Maybe came out what a few months ago. I think in the spring. Yeah, in this in the spring, probably. Um, yeah, there have been some great cookbooks. Isa. Um, Isa does it. Isa does it. That's mm-hmm. been. I really enjoyed that. You know, that's kind of her cookbooks a little more kind of indulgent, kind of, and you know, in some of the recipes. But um, I have really enjoyed that as well. Um, and then most recently. Um, we were able to get Terry's cookbook. Yes, and Terry then, Walters. Mm-hmm. Which in the next episode we will mention and do a giveaway of. Yeah, so and don't forget Jenna's book, Choosing Raw. We did oh, a bunch of that yep, absolutely. We raw yeah, that was really cool. We kind of practiced with hers a little bit before the fruit festival, and uh, we're pleasantly surprised at some of the options that you could have with making raw foods into mm-hmm. you know a, a more satisfying recipe as opposed to just salad or something like that. Yeah. So those are some of them. I mean, they've all come out very recently, but I uh-huh. really, I get so excited. They come, Issa, Issa's book, Issa Does It, came when you were on the book tour last year. And uh, that came to the doorstep. And I it was the first one we'd had in a while. And I was like, yes, a new cookbook, <laughs> you know? And I kind of cooked my way right through. And I find when I get one, I just kind of cook my way through it and then, you know, get the key ones that I really love and like to go back to it. Matt doesn't always like the same um, recipe to be made, um, over and over again right. he likes to keep things very new which is why we do have a massive collection of cookbooks but it also oh, makes so meal funny. planning a little bit tricky because he'll be like oh we're having this again you know <laughs> two so, months later yeah. yeah and even though it's a good recipe he just wants something new and different and exciting mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that um posts a new challenge in in life here for sure yeah i like changing things up a uh, lot you didn't mention the perk of having Robert Cheek come and stay in your house for a few days. Remember that oh, perk? yeah, I did. I got, oh, you know, yeah. another another blogger and vegan athlete, <laughs> you know, come into our house and, you know, get to get to stay there, too. That was fun. And what did, what did Holden, he thought his name was Robot, Robot. for a long time. <laughs> so he kept calling him Robot, but he was very entertained by Robert and seemed to have a good time. So that was really cool. cool. Yeah. He's going to be on the podcast, by the way. He has a new book out called Shred It, I believe. Yes. And uh, he's going to be on our podcast, I think, in a few weeks to uh, talk about that. Nice, very nice. So, are there any are there any go tos that you go back to? Any cookbooks that are, you know? There's been this whole new wave of cookbooks, like you said. Are there any staples that you've had from the beginning of you guys going vegetarian that you like to go back to? 
Mm, Veganomic and I haven't been back to in a while, but we have that was kind of one of the early ones that we had gotten into and um we like to go back to that. Mm-hmm. But what's the other one that big yellow one that we have um that I I make those oh, waffles out of? Thousand vegan recipes. Oh yeah, thousand vegan recipes. Mm. I By Robin Robertson. That's a good one. Sorry, Robin. I apologize. And <laughs> I don't always remember who makes the cookbook, you know, but because um, there are so many awesome books out there. And then uh, Appetite for Reduction, another ESA book. That's one of oh, our. Oh, yeah. We like that one. And oh. Terry Walter's first book, Clean Food. Yes. That was a good one. That's another good one, too. I'm glad you remember everyone. I just look and I know the, what it looks like and I grab it off the shelf mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely ones. And there are some that I've gotten, you know, a, a skeleton recipe from and I, I then modify it for our kids, you know, to make it, you know, right. a little bit different when we kind of are cutting oil out of our diet or, you know, since Matt does like to do all these changes, you know, uh-huh. often uh-huh. it'll be like, oh, now we're not going to do much oil. So I'm like, okay, got to modify <laughs> this and try to go and change the recipe there. So I do have, you know multiple modifications for each recipe um even isa's pancake recipe she was one that i i modified it many many times to get rid of sugar and oil and everything so yeah that's a bare bones kind of approach i there. didn't order that that we changed the pancakes to not have oil in i didn't say that <laughs> no but you but you decided that I you demand. know we need to cut oil oil's not that good for you and it was a period where we had to like cut back on I it so decided. i said i said i here's what i've been reading and thinking like don't you agree that we should probably change this for the kids? I don't know if he breakfast. said, don't you agree? <laughs> I think you, you very strongly hinted at it. And okay, I guys. took right, that to I'm heart. Right. <laughs> right. No, but let's talk about that. Matt does, he's known to like to experiment with diet and exercise and just about everything in his life. Um, but, you know, he's gone through tons of different, you know, the most recently the fruitarian, but eat to live, mm-hmm. uh, you know, saw all kinds of different diet changes and experiments um, and then, you know, even just to go vegetarian was an experience when he started the blog, it was to get faster to qualify for Boston, you know, he's playing around with vegetarianism and then ultimately veganism. So how, you know, how do you like following, do you, do you enjoy these types of experiments as well? Are you, are you motivated to do that too? Yeah, I enjoy most of the experiments, I would say. Um, there, you know, when he came home and said, you know, I think, I heard about this said, you know, I want to become vegetarian and try this. At that point, we had, you know, cut back enough meat out of our diet that I was like, okay, I'm on board. I can try that. It doesn't seem too hard for me, and it seemed to to fit me fine. When we were going to become vegan, he was going. He wanted to become vegan. He kept talking about it, talking about it, and I was like, that's never really going to happen. I can't imagine. You know, <laughs> we really liked wine and cheese at that point in time. And so when, when that happened, I felt like, um, you know, I was I was kind of surprised that it got as far as it did, but then once Matt started, it almost seemed just easy for me because I'm preparing the meals a lot. You know, he he prepares meals as well, but it's I don't know, it just seemed easier to just say, "Hey, I'll try it and see what happens." Because I figure mm-hmm. no matter what, I'm willing to try something, and if it doesn't really work for me, then I'm going to be honest and say, "Hey, you know, this change isn't really working, and we need to I need to come up with a different plan for me." Um, but, you know, his his changing of, like, no coffee, different things like that as you go along, that I don't always, uh, you know, I just kind of take it with a grain of salt because I never really know what the what the plan is there. But uh, but other than that, you know, I, I don't know. I enjoy the change. I enjoy that Matt is so informed about, um, you know, up-and-coming things, new research and, and diets and things like that. So it's exciting to me. It's kind of, um, you know, it's like a new challenge each time. I would say. 
Yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. Good. So I'm on board <laughs> with you. You are, and I should clarify that, like. You don't drink any coffee or any any caffeinated coffee. No, I got rid of caffeine a long time ago. So it's not me saying like no more We're coffee in this household. It. Yeah, it just yeah. it just she yeah, doesn't yeah. believe me when I say I'm quitting coffee now because I've done mm-hmm. it a lot of times and then I come back mm-hmm. um, with this diet. Oh Remember goodness, that? yeah. You know, I mean, there. It's funny you get a lot of criticism when you change your diet. You know, to right. different things, especially when you come from a very like meat and potatoes family. You have a casserole, or you have you know a meat, a vegetable, and a starch at your meal all growing up. Um, and so I feel like it's taken a long time for a lot of people in our family to kind of, um, you know, I don't know, be comfortable with our changes that we make. And there are a lot of changes. So then it's like, oh, here we go again. You know, we're doing something different. But um, I remember very clearly my mom saying at one point, especially when we became vegan, I think it was, that what am I going to make for you? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how do I I think cook she said, where am I going to stay? What am I going to stay in a hotel when I come and visit you? Oh, <laughs> did she? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, so that part has been a little bit tricky with the changes because then, you know, outsiders could see like, oh, Matt's making a change. Aaron's going along with it, you know. But yeah. I only go along with it because I feel like he has good reason behind it. And it if it's going to benefit me and my family in, in a healthy way, I'm I'm totally on board to try it out. Yeah. And then I find that a lot of times it changes. You know, we'll we'll make a change but then it's not like we stick with eat to live all the time we we're not totally fruitarian you know we take like the essential pieces of each diet that we find are you know the the most beneficial and then we kind of make the fraser plan yeah. and kind of say you know after every time we come off of you know a a diet kind of challenge is that what you would call it experiment experiment there you go um we kind of stop and say, okay, now what's the next step? What are we going to take from that and to make it our own, right. to make it work for us? And it seems to work so far. Mm-hmm. I should add that I'm very grateful that you do that you are on board with these things because a lot of people have Aww, have thanks. big problems with that. Like they their spouse will not do whatever they're trying to do now, and they, a lot of people just can't go vegetarian because they say their spouse is not on board. So yeah, do you have any tips for them <laughs> for, for people like that? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's really hard to say. I or mean, how, or how about for a spouse that's being asked to go vegetarian or to try something new? You know, if so, if you're saying if I'm if like say Matt and I were, you know, we're married. If I'm vegetarian and I'm asking him, no, the other way around. Vegetarian? So when Matt comes to you with with uh, a new, like let's say I said, Aaron, I want to start eating meat again. Yeah. What would you What would you do to support me? I would say go ahead, do it outside of the house. Honestly, I would think that that would be, you know, if, not a good if, example, really. No, no, but um, but it, you know, honestly, what helps me is that is that knowing that there's a true reason behind it. You know, there's a mm-hmm. true, especially if health reason behind it. And so, if you know, if I want to have, you know, to be on a certain diet and be vegan, you know, I would love for my spouse to support me, but. I don't know, you know, maybe it would be making things that are, you know, kind of going to those, you know, fake meat kind of recipes, do you think? Like, uh, well, they're good transitions. And there's that, and there's that flexitarian diet book. Yeah. Which like oh, flexitarian. Of, it was like meals that you could make and then add the meat in at the end for someone else who wanted that in their dish, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think maybe that would be the best thing. But that's really hard to be in a relationship where one person does one total thing and the other one does something different because, yeah, I don't know, it's just very hard. Like Jeff Sanders does that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I give him a lot of credit because I find that, you know, to meal plan just one meal, you know, per night is is tricky to then have to kind of create meals, um, you know, for everyone would be, you know, very, very challenging. 
And what would be your advice to someone if their husband like wanted their family to move to a different country for a few months? <laughs> <laughs> I would say give your wife who needs a little bit of time to kind of adapt to the idea some some time to kind of you know wrap her brain around it, and then um, we can go from there. Okay, good. <laughs> it's on that note, uh, we're not moving to another country yet, but we are. Uh, we're going to be doing this thing in Italy next year, which is really cool. It's called Vigano Italiano, and this is like a little uh, advertisement that I'm interjecting into the conversation here. Um, but anyway, we'll tell you more about it at the end because I don't want to go on and on about it if people are not interested in it. But for those who are, at the end, I'll talk a little bit more about it. It's a thing. Aaron and I are both going to be there in Italy with someone else, uh, another host, and then like limited to 22 guests. We're doing it through a Italian tourist company. So a very cool thing, uh, but I'll tell you about that at the end. Yeah. Cool. That that it seems sounds like a new trip. So I'm excited to hear about that. Mm-hmm. And and that's a trip, not living somewhere. Right. Let's clarify right, that too. We're not moving to Italy. Right. Yeah. But we might be moving somewhere. Maybe temporarily. Ugh, the oh. whole the whole audience is on the edge <laughs> of their seat. Yeah. Waiting to hear about this. Um, <laughs> I did want to bring back up uh, the eighty ten ten diet, the fruitarian thing, because that people seemed really interested in that. Um, and Matt, you know, had. My understanding is that Matt really enjoyed it uh, and would have continued doing it. Loved the way it made him feel if he didn't keep losing so much weight. Um, And you had a good experience with it as well, right? So Mm -hmm. you did it for a few weeks leading up to um, the Fruitarian Fruit Festival, or at least a few days. Oh, yeah. I would say a few meals. A few meals. (laughs) Okay. Um, And then then you guys both stuck to it for a while after that. What was your experience with? We made it a little bit more manageable where we did kind of that raw before four idea. And that seemed to help. Um, mm-hmm. because that way we could stay, you know, fruitarian throughout the day. And then in the nighttime, you know, still have a clean meal that's whole foods, but not, um, you know, totally raw. And that seemed to be manageable, more manageable for our family as well. Um, I loved it. I really, there were aspects of it that I felt great. I had, I mean, I was pushing a, a Bob stroller up the steep hill at the fruit festival Every day, multiple times a day, and, you know, had completely changed my diet into this raw food diet, but I had a lot of energy, I needed less sleep, I felt like I was really feeling good afterwards. Um, It, you know, in order to make it long term, it would be doing more research about really how to get the foods and things like that, you Mm -hmm. know, to have it Mm -hmm. more, um, you know shipped in i guess because now it's it's tricky with the winters here on the east coast to get what you need um but i really i really enjoyed it our kids liked it and my body felt pretty great during it um i can't even remember what why we transitioned off of the raw before four do you remember i just stopped because i was oh you were losing weight yeah but i don't and that didn't mean you had to stop no, yeah, but at the same time, it's one of those things where, you like know... You if one person's eating one way, it's hard. Yeah, it's easier to just kind of plan for everybody. And I lost weight as well, um, which was nice for me, but I, uh, I'm i still coming off of, you know, a year and a half ago having a baby, so, you know, <laughs> a few extra pounds isn't too bad to get rid of. At uh, you know what I liked about the... I liked that uh, the mono meals thing, where it was eat, like, half a watermelon for breakfast or three mangoes. Like, that. I I was really into that. It yeah. Felt good. It was really cool. Like when the first day that we got to the fruit festival, you see all these people eating a gigantic half a watermelon or a bowl full of berries or something, and 
it just seemed so strange when you got there. But after, you know, five days of being there, it was like it was normal, you know, <laughs> and to come home, it was just it, it felt normal to us. And it was really interesting how fast you can transition there and, uh-huh. and kind of get to that point. Mm-hmm. I would highly recommend it. Like if anyone I think I just said this before, but if you're in if that intrigues you do the fruit festival because it's it, it was just really fun. Like we had a great time with that thing. Yeah, I would love to do it again. It would be yeah. really Maybe cool. Maybe we will. I don't know. I would love for somebody I don't know, to study the human behavior of people at the food festival, people like you who don't, <laughs> you know, are familiar with the diet, but maybe, you know, haven't done it at all. And then to <laughs> completely change the, I don't know, you know, there is, there is some <laughs> cult like behavior there. I mean, this isn't, I'm not speaking badly of them, but like, just, I don't know. It's just the fact of the matter, like we were, we even bought into it and just felt very like part of this tribe. And like, yeah, I remember with the, the, what was that, that awful fruit with the spikes on it? Dura. Um, durian durian yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so someone told me at some point this was the most cult-like thing i heard and again i, I loved being there and i want to go back so i'm this is not me trash talking the festival um someone told me something like so so a certain amount of people hate durian can't stand how it smells can't stand how it tastes which was us uh and then everyone else which is probably 80 percent of the people love it like just can't believe it. there was a durian party people were chanting for it to be brought out and like grabbing them and like these football sized spiky things people were carrying two back to their tents <laughs> someone said yeah well you if if your body's clean once you've cleansed out all the toxins then durian smells good to you but if you if it smells bad to you then it means you haven't you're not there yet you know like you're mm. not one of the people so that to me was like a super cult like like so many parts about that statement are like right it's engineered to make it a religious thing almost like it's like yeah. I don't know, but so you know, <laughs> I mean, so yeah. If you looked at it, you'd probably say there's a lot of cultish behavior, but there is that with any diet. I mean, any any sect of people who are really passionate about something, sure, you know, there are the cult aspects to it. Yeah, totally. I think one of the greatest things coming off of that, though, is is really just um, I don't know, really having had more focus on a clean diet and and really kind of you know we've changed our approach more you know after coming off the mono meals and different things like that it's just kind of gradually working towards even having what we thought we had a pretty clean diet going into it you know not that bad but then um now since we've gotten out of it it's really i don't know it just seems to be more of a focus for us that we're you know at this phase really um trying to stick to i remember when we left the festival like left the compound for one day like it was rainy so we went out like into the town and it felt weird yeah like the food (laughs) like that like the food options that were there even and i went to to the casino in bethlehem uh that night after the food festival was over i did a talk at the bethlehem veg fest and then my mom came up we went to the casino but like looking around the food court there when when previously i would have said okay like there's a healthy option there's a healthy option all of it just seemed like total garbage i was so used to these like totally raw fruits and vegetables and that was it and it was just like i don't know it just changed everything once i kind of like went off the campus which mm. is another cult like thing by the way like if you want to like have a cult take them like <laughs> jim jones like take them to another place where they're isolated from everybody else so that there are no ideas can coming in uh-huh. you know and then you know and i'm not I'm not saying that that's why they did it the festival I, mean, <laughs> I, I hope people don't interpret this as that because i yeah. i loved it i was bummed to leave though i, I was i, I would have been happy to have stayed another week i thought the week would be tough but i would have been happy to have stayed another if, week if like, we weren't soaking wet and if a helicopter could have come in and take our kids away so yeah that's true by ourselves. holden was okay but ellery needed a program to but be a week, a week in. with kids of camping is a long time yeah mm-hmm. so you didn't want to leave so they were successful in brainwashing both of you i guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh-huh yep they got it maybe we should start a 
Nomad Athlete Radio cult. <laughs> Take everybody to South America for something. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, we'll part- start putting messages in the podcast. You will listen to <laughs> yeah, the Athlete Podcast you. every day. <laughs> I- I've been listening to subliminal messages on my workouts recently, like uh, oh, audio, yeah. that, audio that has like yeah, like Tony Robbins has. So. <laughs> Not about that. Just about like you are awesome. <laughs> I think I don't. You can't even. You can't detect what it says. So. <laughs> Who knows what he's saying? He's probably saying buy my things. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, funny. Gosh. That's funny. So speaking of running, uh, you're a runner in your own right. Mm-hmm. Um, you've run a couple marathons, right? Yep, I've run three marathons so far. Took a little break to have kids and crewed many ultras. Very much so. Very pregnant in some of them. And the for the hundred, it was like what a few months after the. It was what the Ellery? end of July. So Ellery was. Two, three, almost three months old. Yeah. yeah, that was tricky. Overnight with a with a little baby and a, and it was almost like I was pregnant. She was in a sling. I was carrying her around and taking Matt's dirty shoes off and trying to fix his <laughs> nasty toes. That's and, how it should be. Oh goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, no, you you've uh, you run three marathons. That's awesome. You plan to run any more in the future? Yeah, you know, I have my sights that I'm running one early next year, but I've had some tricky knee problems. Um, mm. Still trying to fix a few um, muscle imbalances since I was, you know, last delivered my last child and things aren't quite up to snuff in my body. So kind of working on some strengthening and stretching and kind of really getting a good core base down before I kind of expand up into doing more distance. I I, I ran just recently up to six miles or so and just kind of you know hurt re-injured myself again so I, I just need a little time to to get back and get a little stronger before i can dive into a new goal but i'm yeah. excited i want to i miss it what about an ultra i've talked about yeah, yeah. you want to keep reminding me of this <laughs> i said you know I, I wouldn't mind doing an ultra someday cool. you know it's just you know i don't know i i don't have that much experience trail running um i love being outside and i love the trails so i think especially once I, you know, get myself up to, you know, doing, you know, six miles or so more consistently and feeling like my knee is recovered, then I'll say, okay, I could consider something like that. But, um, I don't know what if it'd be a marathon next, um, again, uh, an ultra we'll have to see, see how the recovery goes. Just a little fun fact about the Frasers. You guys actually met in a running store, right? Yeah, we did. Wait, no, wait. no, not oh, in a running store. We, we met in a yeah, bar but... slash restaurant. Oh, okay. But in our courting phase, <laughs> Matt came to me in a running store where I was a manager of Fleet Feet in Baltimore. And uh, he claimed that he needed new running shoes and wanted me to fit him for shoes, which he did at the time. Um, and I got to just check out his butt when he ran away from me. So it was kind of <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> But he did buy shoes, and I had just run my first half marathon then, and um, two months later, he came to follow me um, to watch me run Chicago. So okay. at that point, I knew he was a keeper if he's coming to hang out with you know my family in Chicago to watch me run a marathon uh, yeah. <laughs> after dating only for two months. Mm-hmm. I was pretty impressed. Yeah, you should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> had, where were you at in your quest to Boston at that point? Uh, I had run one marathon. Okay, and it took me four hours and fifty minutes, and 
I was always getting hurt, and that that was why I came into the shoe store to try to find shoes. I figured maybe getting shoes. Oh, that was would, why. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the underlying reason. But the spark, the reason I actually did it finally the spark was, was there. Me. Was there? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that made me actually go in and do it, and yeah, and that was it. And it didn't didn't solve my problem by any means. I still had another like I think two years before I was able to run a marathon. But uh, but I did. So that was early. That was early in those early in the running days for me. Cool. Very cool. Well, I think we need to start wrapping up, but I have one more question, and that is, uh, Aaron, when, when Matt told you that he was going to start this blog called Naming Athlete, did you have any idea that it would turn into such a big part of your life and, you know, a career for, or, or, you know, the main source of income for, for your family? No, you know, I mean, Matt, all along in our relationship, he's been, you know, he's more of a risk taker and kind of you know he's got a lot of great visions and I'm more of a security type person so when he told me he wanted to do um to be a vegetarian and and do no meat athlete I thought okay you know it's interesting but at that point everything was so new to us you know we were just becoming we were at that point we were becoming vegetarian and then you know I I had no idea I knew it was a goal but I just had no idea that you know years later that we would be where we are right now and, and you'd um, be sitting around a I, folded card table in a cold room attached to a garage yeah <laughs> that everything would work out right yeah. it's just so amazing no life would be so great <laughs> no no but I I mean I'm I'm fortunate you know I'm so lucky that he he does have such great visions and such great you know, ideas and, and motivation to be able to, you know, I don't know, see, see so far into the future and kind of make something of, um, out of what he's really passionate about. So I'm really lucky to be on that ride with him. Oh yeah. yeah. Look out. Did you, did you make (laughs) fun of the blog at first? No, I don't think I ever made fun of the blog. No, did I? No, I was really supportive. I still am supportive. Um, But (laughs) uh, shrugs your shoulders. Yeah, yeah, no, no, but um, you go do your little blog thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you could do that, but it was a little scary. I mean, he was leaving a PhD to you know to do a a blog, and at that point, I didn't really know you know about blogs all that much, Mm -hmm. and you know the popularity of them and where they would take you, and you know how you would make money and different things like that. So. He is really, um, you know, proven that he he knows what he's doing, and that's pretty awesome. Gives me a lot more um, security in my mind to feel okay with yeah. with it. What does Holden say when when someone asks him what his his parents do for a living? Uh, he just says we have no meat athlete. That's what he tells me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So which, the... which I don't. I mean, and he he knows. I think he kind of gets it. He gets that we have shirts and we sell shirts, mm-hmm. and that we run. Like, he gets yeah, the he pieces of it, it but he just doesn't understand, you know. I mean, I don't know how he would explain it. Right. It would be interesting if there was, like, a, you know, come to school and explain what your parents do or whatever. Yeah, right. That day will happen eventually. I mean, he's going to. Yeah. Yeah, because he doesn't remember me working prior to this, too. So I don't know what he would say I do. Make meals. <laughs> Clean mm-hmm. up after him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Well, this was a lot of fun. This so. was fun. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> All right, so I got to tell you about Italy before, oh, yeah. we, before we wrap yeah. up here. Uh, and this is an advertising section of this show, but uh, it's a cool thing. I think it's very cool. Um, so if you want info, it's going to be at nomadathlete.com slash Italy. If you go there, I'll upload the flyer where you can get it and see the actual details. But what's going on is that next summer, July 2015, uh, the 18th through the 25th of July, it'll be me and Miyoko. Her last name, I believe, is Skinner. 
Uh, she's the she's the author of MiyokosKitchen.com. She does artisan vegan cheese, and apparently it's like it's kind of famous in the in the vegan fancy food arena. Um, so we are the host. We're doing it with this company called Tierno Tours, and they're actually doing these things throughout the month of July. Um, so there are other other hosts on other weeks, but uh, I'm hoping you'll come to mind. Uh, anyway, limited to 22 people besides the hosts and and our families because Aaron will be there. Possibly the kids. We're not quite sure about that. Uh, sort of depends on that other thing we mentioned if we were to if we were to perhaps go live somewhere else for a little while, uh, but that's besides the point. Uh, so anyway, it's uh, it's it's a chance. It's this Italy tour. It's in a region along the Amalfi Coast, where the diet is traditionally organic and like eighty percent plant based. So it's all vegan food. It's all provided by the tour company. They're they're making it and preparing it, or arranging for us to go to certain restaurants where they can can make the food vegan. Uh, there's wine included with it, uh, and I talked to the woman who does all this yesterday, or not yesterday, last week, and said, like, isn't wine, isn't there a lot of wine that's not vegan? How do you know? And she and her husband, who's actually from this region, they were like, real wine is all vegan. Like, there's no such thing as non-vegan wine if it's if it's real wine. And what they meant by real was that it's not, like, the mass-produced stuff. It's sort of made by small vintners, and the they have all traditional, these... Traditional process. Yeah, and, like, in, in the same way that... that this is not a great example, but like the Parmesan cheese or Parmesan Reggiano cheese has all these rules that govern how it's made. Right. And in fact, it's never vegan because it, if it's a real Parmesan Reggiano, it has the enzymes that come from I don't know, a sheep's stomach or something. Um, but anyway, she said real wine it like has these rules, and it's just it's not you don't put anything else in it except for the grapes. And um, does anything else go in wine? I don't even know. But there's nothing else in there, so it's it's from these smaller vintners that are around there. And they know them, and it's so. Anyway, the wine's all included, and it's and it's vegan, of course. So that's what's going on. They've got it's seven full days of tour stuff going on. There's, I mean, I don't want to go into all of them here, but I, the flyer will be at nomadathlete.com/slash/italy. Uh, amazing stuff. Just, I mean, the the there's a town called let's see, it goes to Pompeii. There's another famous town that I can't find the name of. Oh, Positano is a well-known town near the island of Capri, and so we go there, and there's just so many different things. Uh, Miyoko and I are each going to be giving a talk or two. I think I'll be doing a run or a hike or something like that. So anyway, what it is is a good chance to go to Italy in a way that you know you can do it as a vegan without having to worry too much about where you're going to get your food. Uh, and if you're interested in hanging out with me and Miyoko, then it's a great opportunity to do that, as well as Aaron and whoever Miyoko's significant other is. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> guess we'll find out. I guess we will. So anyway, that's that's my pitch. It's called Vigat. Vigano Italiano, um, book it soon if you're going to do it because I know it is limited to 22 and I, I know that they said they are starting to fill up. So if you're going to do it, do it. Could be a good Christmas idea if you've got a significant other who you'd like to surprise with a chance to, to come hang out in Italy with the you know me athlete, <laughs> <laughs> which I've never ever called myself before and I don't like when people call me that, by the way. That's uh, true. I can vouch for that. Yeah. But anyway, it'll be fun. We can't wait, of course. I mean, a chance to go to Italy is is awesome. So. Uh, as you know, Doug. And your co-host gets to come along and tag along, right? Co-host took a whole month off of work last <laughs> last summer to go to the lead, so co-host does not get to come along. Oh, man. <laughs> Bummer. All right, All right, so that's it. com slash Italy. Please check it out. Uh, consider coming, and I'd love to meet you if you do it. Cool. Thanks, guys, and um, thanks for listening. This was fun. Thanks for being on here. Yeah, we thank you. It. Thanks for having me. All, All right. right. Bye-bye. Okay, see you all. Bye.